Welcome to Botter's News Podcast. This podcast is all about staying ahead of the curve through the implementation of personalized one-on-one conversations with your audience. We focus on designing personas, the conversations they are having, and the technology that is enabling the dialogue. Here are your hosts, Hans and Jerome. Hi, everyone. Great. You're tuning in to the Potter's Muse podcast. Uh, this week, we uh, are going to talk about uh, direct-to-consumer. What are the trends and, uh, and how can you go direct as a, uh, as a manufacturer, as a brand owner, uh, to your consumers? So my name is Hans Vandenberg. And my name is Jerome Vandelin. So let's uh, let's get started. What uh, what are we going to cover? Well, we definitely uh, looked some more stuff up around research in the uh, direct to consumer area for uh, for the CPGs yeah, for the consumer packaged goods or the FMCGs as they're called, the fast moving consumer goods. And uh, we definitely uh, will provide you some tangible uh, advice on uh, on how you can go direct um, as a brand. So, and uh, we will go, uh, of course, in the formula uh, and dive in the formula and go over that and, and give you some, uh, some good examples and also some cases of uh, Tony's Chocoloni, Elf Mentos and Innocent Drinks. And uh, really cool is that, uh, Jerome, you uh, created a conversation intimacy model on how you can start conversations, which I find really, uh, really excellent. So, uh, yeah, last but not least, we will definitely... Uh, um, end with a quote this uh, this week with all the hectic out there of Corona because that's what we're living in these days. So first off, um, if you're interested in following our um, mini course, then uh, please go to botimplementation.com slash PMC. That uh, link will guide you directly in Timbo, one of our team members, our bot, and, uh, and then you can go from there. So hope to see you there. And uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's get on with the show now and uh, get it all. go over yeah, and go over some research. <laughs> then we can do shopping, right? Because everyone oh, yes. in the world is, is going to do shopping. Yeah. Online oh. shopping. Shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey. Um, I, need to, I need to have a look at the shares for Amazon, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah, that's, that's definitely going to grow there as well on the retailer side and on the online. So that will definitely give a boost. All right, so I uh, did some digging uh, also with my uh, related current uh, role helping uh, CPG companies. Uh, but um, yeah, definitely the case that uh, consumers definitely expect, huh, right? This is some uh, of eMarketer, some research that I've found that they definitely expect um, at least um, even 5% expects that they purchase 80 to 100% from a, from a brand directly. Um, and uh, and uh, 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 it's pretty significant on what consumers expect in the future, who they buy from, uh, which was to me again uh, a little bit of an eye opener. I know I, I know it was huge, but uh, it's definitely uh, definitely a lot. Yeah, so that's what what guys are moving to, and what all brands are thinking about, right? With Unilever also buying the Dollar Shave Club and all that sort of stuff is all going direct. Forty yeah. percent uh, thinks about uh, buying uh, direct. Crazy. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, yeah. That's why uh, a lot of uh, in betweeners in the channel are a little bit uh, <laughs> nervous in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the brand going to do? What I'm going. What I'm selling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, some other, uh, which is a very interesting blog, by the way, the future of customer engagement and experience. Um, they uh, they looked at uh, the uh, what, what D to C, and first it was a D, and then a two, and then a C, and now everything is D T C. So that's pretty interesting how that changes. But but the D to C brands that they definitely um, try to uh, to go direct. And that most of them then start with uh, selling uh, one exclusive product that they sell directly. Uh, And that's just a little bit that they don't want to piss off the channel. So they definitely have a clear uh, portfolio segmentation and a portfolio strategy on uh, leaving the current portfolio as is with with the retail and possibly online. And when they start selling directly, in a D2C environment, they uh, they are going to do that with a with a single product that they want to test out, which which makes sense, which is a pretty cool strategy, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, but I always question then which product should you then take, right? Because yeah. which short flavor, a special flavor, a different product, different size, and I think that's uh, that's always a challenge. Besides that, I hear a lot of uh, CPG companies that struggle with the fact that they can ship boxes and pallets very well. However, individual product boxes, so like the small packages, the consumer mm. packages, they're not able to ship, which makes sense. Yeah. And that's why uh, a lot of the uh, fulfillment uh, 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 parties, um, when you go in a marketplace like Amazon, it's of course you, you can store your products there and you can send the pallet and they will take care of the logistics. If you want to do it all yourself, then you definitely need a logistic partner uh, that uh, that makes sure that the supply chain is covered. Yeah, and I think they need to be very clear on what actually the why is. No, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they all. It's have... nice that you want it, but why? Absolutely. I hear a lot of um, brands on on the higher sea um, uh, level. Uh, they say we need to have X percent uh, with D to C. Of course, they have to move there. That that makes sense. How they come up with how much percent um, in a certain market um, that uh, that is uh, that is of course uh, a lot of our market research needs to be done in this area. Um, besides selling one product, I also see sometimes where they where the channel is pretty weak. They uh, they uh, often also pick a certain market where their uh, where the representation of the brand is not so big. Uh, and then they will start testing there, which is also a good strategy when you immediately want to sell direct, right? Because that's uh, yeah. that's the thing. So, of course, you can immediately start selling in a certain in a certain market. Jump it, into it, right? Jump into it, or in a uh, or pick a certain product. But uh, what do, do your consumers, which we are very interested in, what do they really want, right? Mm-hmm. And and when you uh, go direct, uh, found this one. Uh, mm. it's uh, you you can market your product in in two different ways more of the the brand marketing or the performance marketing and um, this was a case of adidas which which i found pretty interesting because they put a lot of uh, marketing budget 77% in performance marketing so really immediately returns uh, really focus on the marketing to go directly for the sale uh, however uh, that leaves you uh, 23% of course into brand but they really changed that uh, the other way around and they now put 60% really in brand marketing and only 40% on performance mm-hmm. actual sales marketing which which uh, is, is, is pretty important to know because that leaves us at a conclusion that when you go direct you definitely need to position your brand correctly in the different channels 
It's funny to see when you look at their app as well at the moment, it's so much brand focused. It's crazy. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's very interesting in the overall approach. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, and these shoe manufacturers go, of course, direct and even take another channel into them or in their channel themselves in opening stores, right? You see that mm-hmm. also pretty often that they go direct, they then move even to the physical stores, which which gives us also an idea of the different channels that there are uh, online, meaning WhatsApp and Google and Facebook and Instagram, but also offline, your own stores, the other stores, Um uh, at least research shows that when you have a good brand engagement over uh, a lot of channels, they uh, huh, and more channels, then you see that uh, that that uh, that they that the consumer buys a lot more and quicker than uh, than when they go uh, when they go into one channel. So mm. it uh, yeah, it, th- this was an interesting one that I found is when you use three channels, they they spent thirteen percent more. So. Um, mm. So that's uh, that's critical to definitely have a multi-channel campaign approach, uh, mm-hmm. which or is even good. omni-channel. Uh, if you if you start selling directly, uh, then uh, then for sure uh, you have an omni-channel approach. If you have also your own stores, but that's absolutely true. Um, however, we hear more and more with getting Facebook ads more expensive. Um, what channels should you pick? And please be aware. Uh, 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 yeah, those channels you don't own. Huh? So you can have a very nice Facebook page and a Facebook group and uh, and all that sort of stuff. But uh, it's definitely uh, building your house on a land you don't own. And that also triggered us to look into a little bit more detail because why wouldn't you start up your own brand channel and increase there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um uh, currently, you might have, huh, to, just to recap, you might really have as a manufacturer uh, your retail and a web shop of the retailer and go directly to the consumer. Uh, you're debating about, hey, shall I go direct onto the marketplaces like Amazon mm-hmm. and eBay and, and others? Um, or shall I start my own uh, web shop, my DPC web shop? Web shop huh? right. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's on the debate uh, what, uh, and then reach the consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that those are the a little bit the regular channels, and with the research um, we have seen, we definitely would um, uh, opt for starting just to engage with your consumers first and see uh, what they uh, 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 want and how they value your brand and how they value your product, and that's why also this episode is how can you do that, right? How can you start? these one-on-one conversations, personalized one-on-one conversations um, and, uh, and, and, and start really connecting with your consumers and understand your consumers better. That's uh, Especially because so many brands now already have their own Facebook site and so on. I mean, it's a must for any, any brand currently anyway to have some sort of social presence at least. Absolutely. And building all that with a bot, it's, uh, it's the easiest uh, thing to do. Right, yeah, you see a lot of activities on on Facebook and also shares, but you see still that there is also a, a social media manager who yep. um, who is uh, who is engaging and re- responding, replying, which which is good, right? Don't don't mm-hmm. lose the live personal communication and one on one conversations. However, there is more to it uh, in relationships to uh, to the business we're in, uh, to have personalized one on one conversations uh, with 
potentially a bot yeah. with the right purpose for sure. So, uh, and the right message. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that, that, that resonates with your mm -hmm. brand for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a little bit the situation to, to recap. You want to go direct as a brand and, um, you might want to sell a product directly and set up shop on the marketplaces, but what are you going to sell? What are they looking for? Do you want to do something different? And how do, can you really understand your customers, your current consumers, as you have not interacted with them a lot because it goes all via the, uh, the, um, the, 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 the channel, your retailer. Uh, or wholesalers. Now we mm. will go over uh, now, which uh, most of it, uh, of course, uh, you uh, covered out uh, from discover to design and then implement and deploy and measure, right? That's the, the formula. Mm -hmm. And please have a look at the episode, guys, if you have not listened to the bot implementation formula, but in the deep dive, you can listen to that in the botimplementation.com slash 10. That's the episode where we uh, dive deeper in the bot implementation formula. And that's the standard proven step-by-step uh, -step approach to implement uh, successful conversations uh, for your brand or, of course, uh, as an agency for, for other brands. So uh, let's have a look first at the discovery. So what, uh, what are we going to do? I think, I mean, just one one step back. I think most of the companies that are thinking about going D2C already have some kind of brand presence because otherwise they would never decide to do it. The only problem is that for now, their main focus has always been purely communication rather than conversation. It's one-way communication where they've more or less pushed the brand towards the audience and nobody's really given any feedback in terms of how or what. Or if they've given feedback, it is through some posts on social media or anything like that. But it's rather limited because the opportunity of the customer is very limited as well. What we're saying here is it's really about trying to understand your current consumer audience it is actually giving them the opportunity to provide some feedback start a dialogue with them rather than telling them the how the what and what your brand is which gives you one a massive insight in terms of what they're actually looking for and at the same time as well gives you a much better understanding in terms of who is actually your customer what is the age group what is their family what is their um sex what is their uh, um, hair color. I mean, um, there's all kinds of possibilities there in terms of the how and what. And most importantly, what is the purchase behavior? Because in a lot of cases, we think we know through certain research and through certain statistics in terms of purchase data, especially through web, we, it's, it's easy to track everything. But if you have a combination of multi-channel, it becomes very, very complicated to really have a clear understanding in terms of where do you uh, sell what, what is the purchase behavior of your client and so on with the systems that you have in place. And then one thing I would like to add about the, the whom, we're not saying um, that you currently, of course, <laughs> don't know your consumer. However, with the tools at hand that are now, uh, you potentially uh, with an agency or yourself uh, can definitely engage uh, with them uh, uh, more in a, uh, a sort of an autopilot manner. That doesn't mean that you lose grip. That doesn't mean that you're not there. Uh, but the tools at hand will definitely give you the opportunity to uh, 
to 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 interact and to to to, to start the conversation, which you normally uh, still might do currently with uh, with general market research and and poll uh, your people. This is of course more flexible. What we're going to cover in the conversations that you're going to have than uh, than the regular ways of market research. And uh, that's, of course, the tangible asset and the tangible next step that we want to provide you to think about which conversation do you want to start with with this audience. And that could be that you start a conversation to better understand who they are uh, on the device of choice, right? Because you can mm-hmm. still do market research and send out a survey and email and they open it and they forget to finish it. But what if you use a bot and... Uh, and do it on an ongoing basis with them. That's uh, that's definitely the caveat or the the the, the trigger that we want to give you in uh, in this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Now, then, uh, when as always in the discovery phase, so what we're looking at is for whom, where in the journey, and why, and what objective. And when we look at the journey. Here, it's basically what we've looked at mainly is the product development process. So it's before actually you have the customer journey coming in. This is really about the company wanting to have a better understanding of does the product meet the needs of the consumer? Are there changes requirements? Do we need to enhance it? Or can we evolve it from what we currently have? Even if it's a successful product already, there's always opportunities for improvement as tastes are changing, as, uh, as needs of consumers are changing as well. And then ultimately you go into the customer journey more, which is where do they buy? What do they buy? How do they buy it, etc. in order to have really a clear understanding of that. Yeah, cool. then the why the what objective is really understanding so as said already understanding who is your current customer what are their needs wants and and ultimately then why do they need and want this and definitely with the ultimate goal i think to definitely reach product success from a portfolio standpoint from a brand standpoint that you of course uh, have products uh, that really uh, resonates uh, with the people that use it with your consumers to make them, of course, very uh, loyal fans or ambassadors. Huh? Uh, you exactly. talk a lot about the ambassadorship at the end of the uh, of the customer journey, where they evangelize uh, to everyone how great your uh, brand and your product is. Now, uh, that that of course, in general, is a is an important objective. So, plus, it takes away a little bit of data which people get or which the companies are getting through the normal survey process, rather than because they're achieving the data primarily through a normal one-on-one conversation that you have with your customer. Right. In general, I tend to be much more open in a one-on-one conversation than when I need to fill in a lovely form which says, do you like this, do you like this, do you like this? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And and when it's ongoing. Yeah? So there's also yeah, another exactly. podcast where we uh, where we cover mobile ethnography, which is which is the, the market research uh, way of we believe the future where with the bots you continuously engage with your consumers um, uh, to know what they're doing, what they're up to in the morning, in the afternoon and where they are. Uh, that's definitely the future of market research. And, and that's also in here that you understand uh, your buying behavior and, and, and the consumption behavior of uh, of, uh, of consumers. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that's discovery. In the podcast, we now will dig deeper into design, and that's the core, of course, what we wanna wanted to trigger you guys about. Um, and uh, I hope that you find that uh, that good. So take it away, Jerome. Yeah. So on the personas, I won't go 
too much in depth already. I mean, we've done a full podcast already on this one. I went a little bit overboard on that. <laughs> you told me off a bit afterwards. Uh, no, no, on school. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, here it's really about understanding, as said, understanding the persona. One, who's the customer you're talking to? Who's the consumer you want to talk to? Um, what is their profile, um, age group, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And what kind of language are they actually expecting in that conversation? Yeah, it's really setting up the demographic of that one to make sure that that is very, very spot on in terms of who you're communicating with. And then on the other side, it's effectively the persona of the bot. The bot will be representing you. It is his profile, his his image towards con- uh, which he's bringing about when he's talking to the consumer the the image of your company which is basically coming across and you need to define a profile for him as well which is triggering certain key responses with the consumer i.e is he friendly if he pushy is he whichever and we've done a full podcast on this one um do you remember which one it was hans i'm sorry no that was up in my head yeah yeah i will put so, uh, all the links of the formula and of mobile ethnography and this one in the show notes uh, yeah. and, uh then you can have a look there yeah of course yeah. All, all the information is also available on uh, on uh, on on the on the notes on botimplementation.com slash we're now 13 right i think yeah that's yes <gasps> 13 on Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah, that's curious. Uh, that's scary. That's scary. <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on. <laughs> um, yeah, let's move on. It's a lucky number in certain cultures. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, right. yeah that's, that's awesome. Okay, so you want to start with the, com- uh, you want to continue with the conversations or we first do technology very quickly? and then- No, yeah, I think, of course, we, we honestly believe that you first have to define a persona, what you were also saying, huh? your, your, yeah. your persona that you're going to talk to and then that it matches your uh, bot persona. Uh, second, we go, of course, into conversations and we, in a bit, we'll go into the conversation intimacy model. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, which we have defined and created for you to give you the, the hands and feet and the tools to, uh, to start the conversation well and to, uh, as it already states, that you don't go too quickly. We always uh, joke about this when uh, in a dating environment that immediately going up to a girl or a guy and uh, uh, tell them about uh, what's your social security number or what is your credit card number doesn't really make sense. Uh, so that we will deep dive in here. We will do that with some examples. Of course, after that, first persona, then conversation, then we dive into the technology, which, uh, which we will not cover uh, now, which definitely is part of the, the, the mini course. So botimplementation.com slash PMC. And also in our professional courses, we dig deeper into, um, into this area. But uh, yeah, for sure, we're going to look at the, the CIM, so the conversation intimacy model here, and, and have a look there, right? So, uh, exactly. so take it away and okay. we'll go through all the stuff. So the conversation intimacy model is basically the idea is um, this, that when you're having a conversation with somebody, and imagine you're sitting in a bar. Now, the first introduction when you're sitting in a bar is never, uh, like Hans said, is, um, hey, what is your social security number? Um, Basically, you need a little bit of... Uh, wooing in order to come to that point. So the the same aim is 
effectively here in the model, which is if you look on, on an axis, that on the vertical axis, you have the level of intimacy. And on the horizontal axis, you have the duration of the conversation. And the idea is basically that with the duration, enhanced duration of the conversation, the level of intimacy that is possible in that conversation, if we're doing it properly, is growing. So it's almost on the right, well, it's not really linear in, in terms of that approach, but this is basically the ideal situation. So let's assume that in the beginning, when you are only introducing yourself, when you are relatively uh, new to the overall conversation and new to each other as well, you will not discuss anything more implicating or more intimate than what are global views in terms of product and brand. So here it's really about um, very basic information which is not related to that person. So imagine you, the other person out there is one, not visible. You have no official identity on them as well. So asking them, their view on a certain brand or product or whatever without having any implications for them is safe to the utmost. So there's absolutely no level of intimacy whatsoever. They're voicing an opinion like any they would when they're walking around. When you go a little bit further, it's more about behavior insight. So here we're talking about what kind of um, behavior are you showing as you, an individual? So it's more related back to your own base. It's more related back to your own behavior. And it's more, it allows people to be identified, basically, according to their behavior. And as such, it becomes a little bit more intimate already in terms of the overall discussion. And then the most or the highest level is really consumer insight. And here you start talking, in a particular when we're talking in an online environment you start talking about personal characteristics of a customer when you talk about what is your email when you talk about what is your specific view on this and this and this product which you bought then and then and then it is really about very crucial um, information linking back to what the full profile of that person is so imagine you know somebody in and out already, you've had that discussion with that person or that relationship with that person for over 30 years. If he then gives you an opinion about something and something, it is very clear what the correlation is between the two. And it's basically the similar approach in terms of the online discussion. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, just to clarify a little bit, so we're first going to ask more questions and start the conversation around the product and then it's more of course just in brief and we go into detail a little bit later on but just for the listeners that you really talk about the brand the product and brand intimacy so you really on that level are engaging asking about uh, what brand or what current brand do you buy or which product do you buy right and then then the second level is more of a behavior intimacy you get some questions about hey how much do you buy it and how often and the last one is more on the consumer that you really want to know and that's again uh, the example that we had about the credit card number social security number or anything or where you live is is definitely clear that you want to know the details of that consumer um so guys if, if if you're listening and you're very interested in the model please please go to the website bottomimplementation.com slash 13 and there is a visual also of this if you would like uh, to receive that so uh, feel free uh, to go there so let's dive a little bit more into detail uh, 
on uh, on uh, this uh, this level, uh, Jerome. So we're going to start with the, what you nailed down is on the product and brand, right? Intimacy. Yeah. So low level of intimacy, short durational conversation. Here you're talking really about anonymous products and brand feedback, as mentioned already. Simple NPS, competitive comparison, price point. Nothing really that is shocking or where you feel that uh, a, a feedback cannot be given. Yeah, let's, let's be really precise, Jerome, for, for the listeners. So what you can do is, of course, you can ask them here, uh, of these three products, which ones do you buy, right? Very simple to start to, to get the engagement and to start uh, like in dating. Hey, uh, how are you? How often uh, do you hear? Are you here? Right. That's uh, that's not that intrusive. And and of course, uh, NPS, uh, Net Promoter Score, for people that are familiar with that, most of you. But asking them like how how from a, from a scale from a zero to ten, how how well or uh, would you recommend uh, this product to your friends? Right. Um, mm-hmm. Also, uh, that I have used in the past, like uh, uh, compared to uh, to, to, to your product, what do you see as a competitor of our products, right? And just type it in. That's really product or brand related. And do you like the price or is it too high or is it too low? That, of course, is a conversation that you quickly and very simply can have with a bot, uh, with a linear bot and start that conversation. So really think as a takeaway, start with level one, more of a product and brand intimacy. And which questions do you currently potentially ask sometimes in a survey, but that you really want to go and use in starting the conversation with your consumers and how you're going to do that. We can cover that as well for you and we can help you with that. But think about these questions and write those down, right? That's just mm-hmm. general in the products that you currently have available in the market. That's easy, right? That's the easy first step. Now, the second step here around product and brand is, uh, could you iterate on that a little bit on uh, existing product development and new product development, you yeah, it's it's really about, so imagine you have a product in the market already. Um, think of, I uh, like the example that we had where we talk about uh, Innocent, for instance, and we'll go back to that later on, uh, where they are thinking about an improvement to the packaging, for instance, or sorry, an uh, improvement to the product. Uh, basically, here at this instance, you have the opportunity of having that discussion with the customer in terms of, what kind of improvements, what do they like about the product, what do they not like about the product, in order to have really a better understanding in terms of where are the areas of improvement that you need to uh, start looking at in order to improve the overall product and have better traction with the consumer. Right, so start with that. So, so to iterate here as well, start with um, having conversations about your current portfolio. Then start uh, around a potential feedback that you want to get from them about improvements on the current portfolio, and then slowly move into uh, new product development or innovations, right? Get, get mm-hmm. their feedback on like what Tony Chocoloni is doing. So that's a chocolate brand for, for the guys that haven't heard of them, but, but it's a chocolate brand that launches always great new flavors then potentially ask your audience about the new flavor that they potentially want to have, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and on top, if you're going to develop that new flavor, what, what, what are the colors that they would like on the pack? Uh, that sort of stuff. But then you really move from existing product development or existing products with, with, with recipe changes on the existing ones up to really new products and, and innovation. Of course, the last part is very dangerous 
that you share it and that you're afraid that uh, that they're going to reshare it to the whole world in social media. Hey, but uh, uh, that's, of course, a, 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 there could be a downside. Uh, however, if you're good in the pace in your product development process and you're up to speed and when you're going to launch it, why don't you want that buzz to be around, right? I always compare mm-hmm. it with uh, with Apple that is that, that the rumors are out there that they're going to do something and then a picture pops up and uh, the whole world um, is on top of it because how does it look like? And nevertheless, and I don't want to go into cars now, Jerome, but you know better than I that they also show pictures of just like the real light of a car uh, that is a new model where you can not see anything about it. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of stuff is definitely a thing on the product and brand intimacy level that you want to that you then want to start with that's uh, that's for sure the, the okay. steps yeah so take it away here think of the current product portfolio what you want to ask uh, second uh, about improvements on the current products and then go into the area but don't start eh, small simple steps will definitely lead to big changes but do this uh, not all at once and as you can see here when you develop new products that's taking also a lot of time so you might want to engage with them on an ongoing basis and only ask a question like once a day or once a week. Uh, that's a little bit the whole mobile ethnography principle that you engage with your consumers, start conversations, and continue the conversation and engage with them to really make them uh, loyal and really brand ambassador of products that are also mm-hmm. going to come. And and I think, yeah, starting the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, engagement over the different channels, what we have seen is critical that they're definitely going to buy this stuff. So uh, Exactly. Yeah, great model, uh, Jerome. And over time. Uh, the intimacy model. It's, uh, I think uh, it definitely can help our guys and our botters to uh, to move on uh, and uh, and really use it. Now, one thing I would like to add is uh, as well, and you, perhaps you can iterate on this. We have spoken about also the conversation health score. And the conversation health score is a little bit different than the conversation intimacy model because the model here indicates how you build up the conversation. Now, the conversation health score is also in the in the formula. You have to uh, then um, have a health score and how healthy is your conversation. Well, we believe that it's very healthy when somebody immediately will provide their email or even further, am I, can I send you an SMS? Uh, when uh, we have a new package so that you can review if they provide even their uh, mobile number, that's even bigger. So on these three level from product uh, to, um, uh, to, um, uh, 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 to behavior and to consumer uh, intimacy, uh, you will have to increase based on the answer, uh, the consumer or the, the conversation health score. So you might want to say that on a product level and they answer a question and they continue, uh, you will get 10 points extra in the conversation health score with, with the behavior intimacy question. Yeah, on that level, you give 20. And on a consumer intimacy level, you will provide 30. That's uh, the ID with the health score in mind. Uh, of course, we will train this uh, fully to really in-depth on how you can do that with your conversation design in uh, in our professional course uh so uh, so go first through um the uh, the, the the start the course of the, uh, the the mini course of foundation and earn your certificate there and then uh, you will be eligible to go through the uh, professional course where we cover and the intimacy model and also the the the, the conversation health score how you can uh, do that yeah i want anything to add here uh, jerome at that level 
as always, you're thinking away. Oh my words! No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I mean, uh, the Delft's, uh, the the um, conversation intimacy model is is purely an additional layer. Like you said it as well. It's it's an additional layer on top of the conversation health score is to better basically break it down in terms of how healthy your conversation is. And I think there it, it's really crucial to have that, that clear understanding as well because ultimately a healthier conversation will lead to a better lead, to a better qualified lead, and as a result, ultimately that brings value. And I think that's the main thinking behind it as well. Spot on, spot on. And of course, guys, we, we, we have to all the listeners, we provide these models as we were struggling with implementing this on how should you do it well. So also the conversation intimacy model is something that you really can use to really say, hey, what type of conversation or what type of question do I ask now? And is this too early or is this at the right moment? Um, that's, uh, that's definitely critical to think about that you should use it as a model to really plot um, your conversations, your questions to this model so that you don't go too quick. Uh, that's of course uh, because uh, bad bots break brands. So, uh, so we definitely want to avoid that. Um, yeah, Jerome, shall I we go to what, some, oh, go ahead. Yeah, one, one key thing on this one as well is keep in mind your consumer persona is critical on this one as well because that will ultimately uh, determine how fast you can go from low level of intimacy to high level of intimacies as well because some uh, consumers uh, younger audiences from in, for instance more open to a higher level of intimacy because they're used to it already for instance than an older age group so true so true it's not uh, it's it's of course a model that you can practice but don't uh, do it blindly and really take into account your uh, your persona that could be a little bit uh, all over the place but yeah really focus focus on who you're talking to shall we go exactly. through some yes. high level examples yes uh, we don't want to keep our listeners too long but um yeah one thing uh, that i found which i'm really always impressed by is uh, stony chocoloni they of course position their brand really as a slavery free chocolate and um yeah they definitely communicate very well on uh, on facebook when new uh, flavors are coming and they have a highly engaged uh audience and consumers uh, so I find that really cool. Uh, we'll put the link uh, to Tony's as well in uh, in the show notes. Uh, it would it be cool that they would vote? I haven't found one, but perhaps they have. But that they really ask people on uh, on, uh, and you can do that better with the bot than only with the comments. Here is a new flavor, and they have 132 comments and 20 shares. So that's nice. But when they really do it, uh, gear it up, and they want to let people vote on different uh, flavors, then uh, perhaps they could also set up a bot for that and really make it engaging and then uh, continue from there. But uh, mm. I think they do it very well from a, uh, a communication standpoint of new flavors, which is uh, which is cool to start with because that's the goal of this podcast is, of course, um, how can you go direct in phases as, uh, as a brand and uh, perhaps you can start communicate with them and ask them uh, about new flavors that they would pursue. That's the idea behind mm -hmm. this. So you want to take this one, a little bit of Innocent Drinks, which just launched a new package, right? 
Yeah, so innocent drinks. Uh, I think uh, well, it's 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 booming. At least in Europe, it's booming. I'm not sure. How is it in the US? Do you know? Are they looking? I US? don't know. Sorry. Yeah, when I was there uh, for a couple of years, uh, it, it wasn't there yet. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think so. But I'm not sure. Yeah. So basically, the, the brand perception they're trying to bring is environmentally friendly, healthy uh, in terms of uh, juice and smoothie. Uh, type correct um, yep. very massively growing brand uh, i mean it's here everywhere at the moment um, and it's amazing how they took the market by storm and here it was really about doing a new uh, bottle label format effectively um, but they've done it on the basis of their own assumption in terms of what customers would like and they got quite a bit of kickback from customers on this one in terms of perception on on the brand well of course the 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 consumers that hate it often are are taking over uh because a lot of people in the world would like to brag afterwards uh but uh but yeah this is definitely a thing and there are also very good feedback uh, about the design but it's always challenging uh uh, but what we would like to trigger you about is we, we we talked about like on a product level start to engage and start a conversation on how they like the product currently, you can immediately have with many automatically very nicely ask them like, Hey, do you like the package? Yes or no. If not, uh, huh, what would you like to change the label, the size, the, huh, or the color, uh, that's pretty easy uh, to accomplish. So what we would like you to think about is when you start a conversation with your people and you're going to launch a, a new product potentially only for, for the direct-to-consumer purposes, why not ask this kinds of stuff also regarding packaging design, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, ask them about uh, flavors, different flavors that they want, uh, related then to that different flavor or other product, what's, what type of uh, package do they like and what's the color of the package? That's, uh, that's the takeaway that we want to give you uh, here. Now, this one is really cool. Uh, this is about Mentos, right? Mentos, the the, the chewing gums and um, and the um, the candy, and what they have done uh, is uh, they went direct. Huh? So we're talking about direct to consumer. They went uh, into direct selling, but they have done that with uh, with personalized uh, Mentos bars. Yeah, so the mental bars, hmm. they uh, they wanted to go direct, uh, personalized Mentos bar. What does that mean? Well, you can put your own name on uh, a Mentos bar, yeah, on a roll, sorry, I should say roll because it's a Mars bar and a Mentos roll with, with the candy in, right? Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. But you can also do that with Toblerone chocolate, for example. So many of the... Um, of the uh, of the brands that I know of, uh, like Men's Mentos, uh, like uh, like with Toblerone chocolate, like with Milka chocolate, and even Mars with M and M's now, they are really really going direct to consumer with an existing product, and then they uh, they personalize uh, they let the consumer personalize this. So this was a big 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 um, campaign, which cost zero money. Uh, which I heard from the people that uh, rolled this out. So it was zero money because it was only one post on Facebook on uh, on the landing page, just a public post, so not a, a promo post. And it's just a link uh, to, uh, to 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 order these uh, two thousand five hundred gift boxes. That's what they gave away. 
which is uh, pretty staggering because after I believe 10 to 5 minutes or something 5 to 10 minutes I heard they were all sold out and um, and it contains uh, three uh, three rolls right yeah three rolls and um, and you can put your name on the roll and for somebody else or for yourself if you want to give you the gift to yourself do you know how much it was or not sorry do you know how much it was the box the box what it cost yeah uh, they gave these these away as a starter. Yeah, okay. so so they gave a uh, good question. They gave these two thousand five hundred away as a yeah. sort of a campaign. Um, yeah. I believe there was also a campaign, but I'm not sure that they would uh, that they launch with this personalized uh, personalized rules uh, new flavors that you mm-hmm. can get new flavors. Um, so, so that's, uh, that's, that's basically a combination, but they, these, they gave away. I know that they, um, had your surprise, which is pretty interesting is a company that uh, personalizes your, your, that, that personalizes your, um, brand or your, your product uh, to then sell. So you see that, uh, that, uh, that for example, Toblerone is very successful with this, that you have the name on your bar, like here, uh, the name on the roll. So here it was just a campaign to give it away. Uh, the good thing was, and that's why I wanted, uh, there were many, many, like five to 10 minutes, there were many people on the website. And what they have done is uh, when you landed and these 2,500 boxes were gone, you could, there was also a link where they could buy it themselves. And, um, and, and then you would get a voucher code, which in this case was Mentos, and you get a 25% discount when you would order it. And then, then you had to pay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, but the two thousand five hundred was just campaign budget, so to speak, mm-hmm. like uh, like that. Uh, the, <laughs> the post cost nothing. I know that they at least increased those two thousand five hundred to to a lot more because it was such a success. But it definitely gave a lot of visibility for the first time, and also for the for the new flavors. I believe when they did it. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, this is also a great example. Of course, you go direct. With uh, with this, it's an idea where you don't really start the conversation, but you definitely start the conversation that you engage with them, that you know their names, that uh, when it's in Facebook, you can engage with them. And afterwards, we really um, inspire people to then start the conversation further, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Did you like it? How did you like it? To, to share it with other people, uh, that sort of stuff um, would be cool. And even then asking mm-hmm. them, like, right. what do you more want, right? Um, yeah. 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 So that's... Uh, I think that's really cool. We will also put Mm -hmm. uh, the company that arranged this in the show notes. That's your Mm -hmm. surprise. So they do that a lot with with, uh, mainly also food brands. So I think Mm -hmm. that's a cool example on how you could do that. All right. Uh, So that's in the area of uh, product and brand. Uh, Mm -hmm. Of course, you will then uh, have the next level more in detail about behavior intimacy you want to iterate a little bit there yeah and the behavior intimacy here is really about so the insight that you have in terms of behavior it's how frequent are you for instance buying a certain product where are you buying the product how do you buy the product this is really to you come much more in a personal in your personal bubble basically in order to understand what is actually the journey that people are having with your product yeah, where do they buy it? How do they buy it? When do they uh, use it? Uh, how frequent are they using it? When in during the day? Remember that in one of the podcasts as well, you had one of the examples of uh, uh, the chocolate spread, which they were using, where they actually found out that they're not using it in the morning. That was the initial assumption of the make, but actually that they were using it much more in the afternoon, um, during lunch and stuff like this. 
in, it's exactly here. You get an insight, a level of insight or a potential level of insight in terms of consumer behavior, which is ideal for any development in terms of sales channel, products, uh, usage behavior, packaging, etc. Yeah, and, and, and as we first focus again on the product and brand insights on current products and launching products, this is really on what do they do, where do they do it, split that also up, right? Look at it yeah. first from a buying, take the journey, don't make it too complicated, but first look in the journey and start with one conversation. Hey, when do you buy it? How frequently? For whom in in, in, in your family? And, and make that personal, right? Don't ask a person that is uh, by him or herself. Ask like, uh, are the kids eating it as well, right? Make sure mm-hmm. that you have a good conversation because that's devastating to your brand. Then you get all these posts on social media like, I'm by myself and they ask me if my kids eat this. So don't make that mistake. Ask first, then uh, this stuff. Of course, that's the next level, and that's a pretty. Uh, uh, that's of course a challenge when you do be behavior intimacy, and you want to know uh, you want you don't know yet how the, the the family setup is. Then don't ask it. Do that later on. So you have to mix a little bit, but stay on on, on par with the intimacy model. And uh, this is more on the behavior part, uh, which is still not very intrusive, and it's not very intimate because. Uh, you can, uh, people still uh, tend to uh, do that quickly. And then the last but not least of uh, the three levels of intimacy is consumer intimacy, right? On that level. Exactly. So here it's really about consumer insight. So think of it as you've reached that point in the bar where you hit it off and you're taking it to the next level. And this is really about um who buys who doesn't buy what is your non-personal what is your uh, situation currently your personal situation what is your home situation where do you live what is your gender your age and even when you come to the next level what is the level of income you're talking about your name your email your telephone your home address it's all your personal um, identification data basically with which people can form the full picture of who you are what you are and what is your daily behavior and this is the highest level of 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 scrutiny which a lot of people have and which they're unwilling to to part on especially when they're you're just starting off with the, um, the conversation so this is really coming at the end when you've built up that relationship that you can ask these kind of yeah, and again, this is a two-level approach, right? The three-level is from product to behavior to consumer level, uh, intimacy level. Uh, here you have it also split up, right? Do it g- gener- generic and more general, the, gener- the gender, the age. Trigger yourself about more generic stuff uh, before. Uh, don't start on this level immediately with the telephone number and the email. People tend to provide more when you go through it. And, uh, and they share information when they go through the conversation, which you can track explicitly and very exquisitely in a lot of platforms uh, looking at technology. When they go through it, you can see exactly where they, uh, where they uh, stopped or where they, uh, where they continued. So uh, always test and look at it, uh, how well they go through this whole intimacy model with the conversation health score, but also build this up, right? Do it more generic, like age that's not so intrusive, uh, besides that I provide my income, uh, that's uh, that's a little bit different. So uh, always be aware on the conversation intimacy model that you uh, don't go too quick. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Uh, great. great one. All right. So uh, that's from discovery uh, to design. 
and then we go on to implement. To implement. Yeah, and there it's critical to have the conversations in and, of course, test them out and look at the conversation health score that the points nicely from 10 plus 20 plus 30 or even minus 10 minus 20 minus 30, right? If they don't exactly. react. Uh, and it's right where ne- necessary. And it's, it's really key as well is that when you've set up the bot, um, it is n- you always have this iteration phase. So always tweak, always adjust. And that's the nice thing about the bot as well is you have those opportunities to do that. This, this um, question has a better response rate than the other question, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And adjust those questions accordingly. Yep, absolutely. So then the next one is the measure. And you deploy, of course, and you have a look and you are on top of it. So you're looking at every conversation that goes through the bot and see where uh, where you have. Make sure that looking at the, the bot health score, it's something different than the conversation health score, but the bot health score is a checklist that we created on that, for example, you need to have a fallback scenario when they type something in or when there's always an opportunity to connect with a live agent um, as somebody live. And that's all critical when you deploy. Don't do it too big. Start small with a couple of questions and a couple of conversations but not very many because then it's hard to track and hard to adjust and iterate. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically your checklist of did I uh, put everything in there, which I needed to put in there. Then you validate and you go to the next step. And that's basically critical as well is everything is small steps. So in the while you identify the, the pain points, the items that need to be addressed, the objectives that need to be reached, split those up and do them one by one. So when you finished one, the one with the priority, with the biggest return on investment and with the best gains, then you take it to the next level and, and so on and so on and so on. It becomes a vicious circle. That's a vicious that's circle, a continuous improvement continue, cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> continuous improvement. Yeah, that's yes. cool. Yeah, Rather vicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. Well, sometimes it's a vicious process, but when you chunk <laughs> it down and don't do too much, then hopefully it comes an enjoyable uh, yeah, perpetual exactly. process. Yeah, true. So true. So, uh, guys, if you have a question for us uh, regarding the model or a thing that you bump into, how you should do things, then feel free, botimplementation.com slash ask. You can uh, you will be engaged with our uh, with our advisor and uh, and specialist of uh, Timbo, and uh, they will uh, he will in this case uh, help you out, and uh, then we'll have a look at it. So, ending every podcast with a quote take it away jerome you had a so this one believe it or not it's a and don't know if you remember this one it's a very old one um the actor harry wing henry winkle do you know this guy no no i don't know do you know fonzie yeah oh yeah oh, oh i know fonzie yeah, yeah <laughs> okay yeah, that's, yeah. this is fonzie Okay. Some people so, don't know, as we're very old guys, right? <laughs> That's cool. Sorry, this, this is from, from my youth, basically, a long, long, long time ago. So Fonzie was one of the actors, basically, there, uh, or one of the characters in that TV show, which was a very popular show at the time. So one of the, the quotes which he made, and I liked it very much, and I had a discussion with Hans on this one as well, it's that it fits very much with the discussion that we've just had, which is assumptions are the termites of relationships. So I think coming back to the point that we tried to make already, rather than going, and I think a lot of people have worked in companies where the main assumption is we know our customer. Uh, this for me is, is the worst assumption you've ever made. 
uh, that ever can be made is nobody knows 100% their customer. There is always an opportunity to learn. There's always an opportunity to better understand the consumer. And what we're saying is take the opportunities that bots bring to better understand your consumer. Engage that relationship and get that information on the basis of a one-on-one conversation. And here it's really about by getting rid of the assumptions by actually going in terms of real facts data through the conversations that you're having with the consumers you're building up your relationship rather than with the assumptions building holes in your relationship because you are putting something out there which is on the basis of your assumption which actually doesn't feel any find any traction with your consumer and yeah, because of that i left yeah. this yeah, and I think that, 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 that's critical that, that you, you can start directly selling. You can start directly sell personalized gifts, which, of course, is cool. But, but engage with your clients, engage with your consumers, and see what they really want. If you want to do that a little bit bigger and not on a small step, of course, you can phone them, you can email them. But really start a relationship with them and start a conversation with them and then make it a personalized one-on-one conversation and not for once by just continuously, right? Around your current exactly. products, about your new products that you're going to develop, dare to do that. And, um, and for sure, we believe that, that bots uh, uh, can help when you set up the conversation correctly. Uh, don't see it as a vehicle where you talk face-to-face, but, but do that correctly with conversation design, with persona design and the right technology. So uh, that, that, that's really yeah. the core. Yeah. So if, if, you would re- if you're really thinking on going direct to consumer or you think like, I'm doing it already, but I would like to know more about, um, about my consumers, think about the intimacy model, huh? the conversation intimacy and start on the product level what you would like to ask. And a very simple, simple step could be that you start to engage if you already have a Facebook page, uh, you, you very easily can set up a, um, a, a, a bot on there, on your page uh, to start mm-hmm. engage there with a post, as you have seen with Mentos, to start first with the first conversations. Now, it's critical that you first look at why you want to do that. So I encourage you then as well, go to botimplementation.com slash PMC. That's all about uh, the, the change in communication. That's all about the formula in detail. And, uh, and it's also about the pitfalls, uh, what you should avoid. And that's where, why the formula is there, right? And, um, and then a small step you can do with, uh, with starting conversation around the product or around their behavior of buying and using or even on the, on the consumer level, right? Uh, yeah. that's, uh, that's the takeaway of, uh, of today. Feel free uh, to, uh, of course, look at our other services and uh, ask us questions and uh, if you uh, feel very comfortable uh, with what we provide you, then we would appreciate a lot a review on Apple about the, the podcast. The likes, yeah, yeah. If, if uh, we also have a YouTube channel, there is also a lot more, so do the thumbs up. But also botimplementation.com slash review. We would appreciate that uh, a lot. So And uh, highlight anything you want us to talk about as well. Happy to do so. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, for sure. That's, uh, of course, botimplementation.com slash ask. Just let us know what, what you, uh, what you uh, face currently with one account conversations. And, uh, and we were there uh, to help uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And just to iterate uh, a little bit on top of what Hans was saying already, the mini course is free. So it's freely available. You can uh, basically 
go through it at your own leisure. Um, if you want after that more information or you have further questions beyond that, just contact us and we take it from there. All right, cool. Well, that's it uh, for today. Uh, just before the weekend, Friday the 13th, 2020. Thirteen episodes. Yeah, yeah, 13 episodes. <laughs> we couldn't have planned it better, honestly. <laughs> everything, everything in lockdown, <laughs> at least here in Europe. So, uh, exactly. guys, uh, uh, stay safe, uh, stay healthy. Uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy the family over the period. Yeah, and uh, and do good. And uh, happy botting. You have plenty of time to do that. So, thanks for listening, guys. Take care. Jerome, take care. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye.